At this time, we've come to the portion of the service where we receive the word of God. I want to challenge you to put an expectancy in this atmosphere. Expect answers, solutions, clarity, download revelation from this woman of God and what God wants to do through her. At this time, I present to you Minister Lisa Shaw. grateful to stand in this place of honor tonight this morning sorry I'm in tonight already y'all I love him come on just one more time open your mouth and give him praise honor God in this place for he is great and mighty he's a strong tower and he said that his righteous can run in and they can be saved he said that he is our shield and our buckler, that he is our safe place, that he's our vindicator and he is our Lord, that he's our healer and our deliverer. He's our exceedingly great reward. I don't know about you, but that makes me feel good inside. Woo! I thank him on today. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. It's not just cliche for me. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Because I don't have to be here. He could have took me out. But he allowed me to stand before you behind this sacred desk. I honor Apostle Dr. Suzanne Howard on this morning. I honor First Gentleman Minister Bernard. I honor the First Family. I bow in the presence of a living God. I thank him that I serve in leadership with these fine people. I give honor to every minister, every ADT, and every person that's in the house today. All God's people in their prospective places. It's good to see the new ministers with your collars on this morning. Giving God honor. It makes my heart happy to see people coming into the vineyard that want to work, that want to partner with the ministry and the vision of the Apostles' House. Because I've been here 16 years. And I've seen what the work is. And I know that the laborers are few. But there's a lot of work to be done. Mm -mm -mm. You know, it, it was an alignment. We started with Elder Joy praying. And she talked about casting our cares and releasing every worry unto the Lord. And then Minister Danielle got up here. And she talked about no, praise and worship, praise and worship. They got up here and they sang about 
releasing your cares, releasing your worries. And Minister Prophet Latanya said, as she looked over her life, and she thought things over, that she could truly say that she was blessed and she had a testimony. I stand before you to tell you that I have a testimony. You have a testimony. Because God allowed us to live to see this day. And we don't have to worry about what happened on yesterday. We don't have to worry about what's going to happen on tomorrow. But we need to focus on today. This is a day that we won't see again. This is a day that we can truly give honor to God. It's my brother's birthday. It's my sister's birthday on today. I thank God for bringing them one more time. I declare and decree that this is a year of blessing. This is a year of increase. And I'm not talking about natural increase. I'm talking about spiritual increase. The Lord is going to push us into a place where there's peace, where there's joy. He said that I have a hope and a future for you to give you an expected end. What is your expectation on this morning? What are you expecting from the Lord on this morning? Because whatever it is, you don't have to leave here without it. You can take it with you. I'm putting a demand on the Lord today because it's not me, it's him who wants to speak to you on today. Hallelujah. You can have your seats. And before we get into the topic on this morning, I uh, was watching Apostle Bill this morning, and he reminded me that a lot of times people will come and hear a word, and the word will um, convict them it will cause them to think about some things. It may take you to a place where you're sad or you're remorseful or whatever it is. You might be in a place when you hear a word. But he reminded me that we need to leave with wholeness in him, that we need to focus on the wholeness and not the brokenness. So from this lesson on today, and I'm going to say it's a lesson, take wholeness with you. Take wholeness with you today. Our apostle has been teaching us about renewing our mind, and it's been a while now. So this morning, I wanted to share with you what God revealed to me about me. And I pray that it helps someone else, because I can only talk about me. I can't talk about the others in the room. I was listening to Caleb one Sunday, and... I was picking some things up before church, and I pulled into the gas station, and I heard the announcer say, here's an encouraging word by Judd um, Will Height. And I've heard it a million times before. I'm sure it came on the radio. They play them a lot on repeat. But this particular Sunday, the Holy Spirit had me sit in the car a little longer. And I listened with intention. And my ears were open to hear a prayer that I had before God be answered. I was intrigued, and I definitely, it was what I needed for my soul on that morning. And I believe as a community of, of believers, 
we are exploring topics in this house that relate to our heart, our mind, and our soul. And true deliverance is happening for many of us if we're truthful. That Sunday, my soul needed rest. I needed a real rest. And as I listened, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, Leah, focus. Let your heart receive this. I've come to minister to you personally. How many know that God is a personal God? And he will meet you exactly where you are. He'll speak to you. He'll give you instruction. Hallelujah. So I don't have deep revelation this morning. But what I have, I want to share in hopes that somebody else can be helped as well. So our scripture this morning is Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. And I'm going to read it in the message. Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. Anybody need to recover their life? I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So our topic this morning is hurry syndrome. The subtopic, if I had to give you one, would be travel light. Has anybody ever heard about hurry syndrome or hurry sickness? Yes? Okay. That's good. What it is 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 a mixture of anxiety and restlessness, and it's often accompanied by continual a continual feeling of urgency, like you always got to be moving, you always got to be doing something. The symptoms include high stress levels, declining quality of work, tiredness, and eventually serious health problems. So I heard depression, I heard hopelessness, which in turn turns into heart disease. And I can remember there was a time um, when I was maybe in my early 20s and I was uh, away in the military, not in Connecticut, and my mother got real sick. She had to go to the hospital. They did every test on her that they could do. And they didn't find anything medically wrong with her, but she had been depressed, she had been uh, stressed, she was living like the definition I gave you, she was tired, and eventually it affected her heart. And so she thought, they thought, that she may have had, you know, some heart problems, a heart attack or whatever, but ultimately it turned out it wasn't her heart. It was the stress that she had in her life. So these symptoms, you might not have all the symptoms. You might not have everything that I uh, detailed, but if one of them resonates in your spirit, you might be dealing with hurry syndrome. And what causes hurry syndrome? Somebody asked me what causes it. It's an untransformed mind. It's double-mindedness. It's a mind that hasn't been renewed. A mind that has not been given to Christ and a mind that hasn't been washed in and by the word of God. Does that give anybody pause on today? The Bible says in James 1, 5 through 8, if you don't know what you're doing, pray to the Father. He loves to help and won't be condescending when you ask for it. Ask boldly, believing without a second thought. 
People who weary their prayers are like wind whipped waves. The King James says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And most importantly, verse 7 tells us we can't expect to get anything from God. So hurry syndrome frequently involves an undercurrent of anxiety, stress, and worry. And the worry creeps up into everything that you want to do. Hurry syndrome is defined as a pattern, a behavior pattern characterized by continual rushing and anxiousness, a behavior pattern or habit that is regularly repeated. So that's why it's so important to repeat behaviors and habits that enrich and develop our relationship with God. That's why it's important to be in prayer, important to read his word, important to wake up and acknowledge that he is Lord over your life every morning for him to direct your path. Somewhere in Proverbs it says that we may throw the dice. Again, I'm quoting the message because that's the one that comes alive to me. We throw the dice, but God determines where they fall. To me, that sounds like I could have a plan. I could have a backup plan. I could have another plan. But God is determining what's gonna be the outcome of that plan. He's the one that can give you increase, He's the one that can give you position. He's the one that can set you in place. So that's the one that we need to depend on. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Romans 12 and 2. It's all in the word. Hurry syndrome is a malaise, and, and that's a feeling of lack in which a person is chronically short of time and tends to multitask to the point of forgetting one of the tasks. As I sat there in the car and I listened, you know, it's quick. I don't know how many of you have ever listened to Caleb, but it, it's a quick encouraging word. All of this came to me. The Holy Spirit spoke this to me sitting in the car. It was literally 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and it hit me so hard that we, that weekend, we were traveling to New York. Apostle was speaking in New York. We were traveling to New York, and the whole ride, I was talking, I was thinking, I was like, this is for me. Like, God really came and spoke to me this morning. He really cares about me. You know how you hear people say, oh, God cares about you. He's a personal God. He's an intentional God. But I think that I really didn't believe it until this morning. I really didn't. I didn't get it. Because there's so many times you say something, you read scripture, but you don't, it doesn't really resonate with you. You just read it to be reading it. That's why we need to be intentional. I remember in a leadership training, I was asked, you know, what animal most accurately describes you? And I thought a swan, because a swan is so beautiful on top of the water. But under the water, that thing is paddling anxiously to stay afloat. But it's so pretty on top of the water. I'm not talking about the outward appearance, my outward appearance. If you look at me, I like to think I'm always put together. I'd like to think, you know, that I'm friendly. But on the inside, if y'all could see on the inside, it's a constant struggle. 
And I said to myself, I have a survivor's mindset. That's not good. If I believe in God, why am I trying to survive? When you're struggling to survive, it means you're lacking trust in God. And when you're not trusting in God, you're double-minded. And when you're double-minded, you're unstable in all your ways. And you can't expect anything from God. That right there was my revelation. I was like, all the things that I've been wanting, all the things I've been praying about, all the things I've been standing, supposedly standing on God for, I'm not going to get anything because I'm unstable in all my ways. I'm double-minded. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me. I said, Father, forgive me. Forgive me for my unbelief. Forgive me for my doubt. Forgive me for not trusting in you because he's a good, good father. I'm looking around me. I'm seeing people be blessed. I'm seeing people get promotion. I'm seeing people get jobs. I'm like, okay, you know, I think I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But clearly, God's trying to tell me, I'm trying to correct you, daughter. I got all this stuff held up in my hand for you. And all you have to do is align and trust in me. It's not always going to look like you want it to look. It's not always going to come the way you want it to come. But he asked me to trust in him. I felt like when I heard, you know, when that revelation came to me from the Holy Spirit, I felt like I got hit by a Mack truck. Neck started hurting. Back started hurting. Had a headache. I'm like, I've been in a car accident. And, and the Lord really had me in a car accident because it was hitting me in my face. I was thinking I was doing a decent job trusting this thing with God. But all along, I was double-minded. And every time I had a problem and I put it in God's hands, I took it back because it didn't look like it was going to happen if I didn't. I was on Survivor Island playing for the immunity idol and hoping not to get voted off. So I had to deal first with the fact that it was a sickness. And the upside was this sickness didn't have to be unto death. If I could grasp the, the cure, which is trust in God. I had to give all my worries and cares to God for he cares about me. First Peter 5 and 7 told me that. The Bible teaches us don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything and tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done, even before he does it. Thank you, God, because today is going to be a good day. Apostle told us months back to travel light. How do you travel light? Matthew 11, 28 and 30 says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. In the text, Jesus is saying, come away with me. And I learned that there's a place that you can steal away where there's absolute peace. Anybody know about absolute peace? 
Anybody have iPods? The iPods? Okay. When you put these iPods in, I, the, I know the Pro, okay? It has a sound blocking earpods. When I put them in both ears, you can actually hear the sound being blocked. That's what this place of peace is to me. And I found it. I can literally do this any time of the day. I could find peace. I have, in the last two weeks, I have not eaten lunch, but gone to my car and put these ear pods in, air pods in, and blocked out the sound. Blocked it out and just talked to God. I didn't listen to music. I didn't listen to the service. I listened for God. I said, your servant is listening. Please speak to me. I was in a desperate place. But it's not sad. I'm not sad. It was desperate because I need God. I need him to do some things for me. I need to get to a place where I trust him without a doubt. I was holding on to finances. I was holding on to problems. I was thinking it was me that could get me out. But it's not. This ministered to me so heavy that, I mean, this was in the summer when I heard this. So God's been working on me with this since summer. There's a place where you can recover your life. It's a place of peace. You can actually block out negative self-talk, the talk that the story that you tell yourself in your head, you can block that out. The chatter of naysayers is blocked out. The unwanted opinion of others is blocked out. It's a place where you can call on the lifter of your head, the comforter, the encourager. And you can literally think on things that are pure, that are excellent, that are praiseworthy and of a good report. There's a place where you can recover your life because Jesus said in the text to walk with me, work with me. That means partner with me. And he's the best teacher that there is. You can't come by a greater teacher. When the student is ready, the teacher will most definitely show up. Jesus is telling us to learn the unforced rhythm of grace in this text. Grace is unmerited favor that operates in individuals who are being regenerated and sanctified in Christ. It's an undeserved gift. There's a freedom in Christ, and he says that he will not lay anything heavy or anything that does not fit on you if you keep company with him. What does it mean to keep company with Jesus? Include him in your situation. Let him handle the heavy thing. Ask yourself, what does that look like for me? What am I holding on to? What heavy thing in my life that I continue to drag behind me? What is it? For me, it looks like talking to God. It looks like putting on those the earphones and, and blocking out every negative thing in my life and listening for him. That's what it looks like for me. When we say travel light, that means to travel with a minimum load or a minimum baggage. And 
something funny. I remember the first time I traveled with Apostle, um, Prophet Misha said to me, don't pack a lot because, you know, we're traveling with Apostle. She's going to have things that we need to take care of. Well, so we, I, I flew the first leg of the flight with Apostle. I'm in the airport trying to drag my 17 bags, her bag, her briefcase. You know, I'm trying to drag all this. So we get to uh, our next uh, layover, and Prophet Misha's there. And she's, I see her at the end of the airport just like, what in the world's going on? Because I literally had so many things in my hand, and I'm fumbling and I'm stumbling. And, you know, Apostle's just laughing because that's who she is. You know, everything is an opportunity to learn when when you're with our apostle, with our senior leader. I mean, she's she's the dopest ever. But she will let you fall so you can learn. Because I already, you know, you already got the instruction. The the armor bearer that was with me long time told you not to pack all those bags and to be prepared. But you know, traveling light to me is an overnight bag. You know, there's only things that, there's a couple things you need that are essentials. Everything else God has. You can get it when you get there. Whatever the assignment is, whatever the task is, God's, he's already prepared for you. So when you get there, it's going to be there. Or you're going to have access to it. So we don't have to travel with a lot of heavy things. We don't have to worry and be stressed out about what's going on in our life. And traveling light is actually Psalm 23. That's the definition. So I'm going to read it in the New Living. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. That's traveling light. If I could be transparent for one minute, have you ever wanted to be accepted by people, wanted to fit in? Well, hurry syndrome can be a result of feeling unheard. It can be a byproduct of feeling like you're not included. It produces people-pleasing and insecurity. One can overcompensate for a feeling of not enough or unworthiness. And it can lead to being untruthful or the spirit of exaggeration. It can damage relationships and divide families. So today, I've come to tell you that you are included. You are enough. You're a child of the Most High God. And he put his name on you. When you partnered with him and you said yes, he said, that's my child. And that's the, best, that's the best form of inclusion that there can be. We're included in the kingdom of God. I'm a child of God. 
So it doesn't matter who includes me, who talks to me, who likes me. As long as I'm pleasing God, it's all good. Because guess what? If I'm pleasing God, I'm pleasing the people that I serve. My character is good. My reputation is good. My love is good. It's all good. So the person that I need most to include me is God. Because he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He always listens to me and he always accepts me. He said that you're adopted because I brought you with a precious price. So we're in this world where everybody wants to be included, there's inclusion this and diversity that. The best part of inclusion is being included in the kingdom of God. So one last thing to encourage those that may see a small part of themselves in this lesson. God is faithful. And he vowed that he would never leave us or forsake us. Second Corinthians 4 and 16 in the message says, so we're not going to give up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us. On the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. Those hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times the lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more than meets the eye. So as I go to my seat, if this was for you, I want you to come and join us at this altar for prayer. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today. We thank you that you used me, God, to reveal a little bit about myself, God, that it would help someone else. I thank you today for your grace and your mercy. I thank you for allowing us to come together one more time before you, God, our King. We thank you, God, for each online viewer today, Father. We thank you for those that will watch this via replay, Father. We thank you, God, that it did hit the intended target on today, God. Hallelujah. I pray that your people, God, will leave this place, God, and listen with intention, God, for the voice, the still small voice, Father, that would lead them and guide them. I thank you for these, your people, God. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you on today, God. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Ministers, if you can pray. Hallelujah. We love you, God. <laughs>